Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play <laughs> Podcast, episode eight. I'm your host and resident Eli Manning fangirl, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. With me, as always, is neighborhood snitch Sam Grezis. Yeah, I'm a total narc, and not not like not like not like I I tell on you when when there are drugs like like I'm the kind of narc from that NES game Narc that just if he sees anyone like jaywalking, he shoots them with a high-powered gun that makes everything explode. Are you the kind of guy who gets really mad about fences being the wrong height? Oh, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. I go to neighborhood watch me or neighborhood uh, uh, neighborhood community uh, membership like meetings, and I'm like, yo, that guy has a pool in his backyard, but he didn't fill out like page three of the paperwork correctly. So like make him not have a pool anymore, please. And also, that color blue on your house across the street is really ugly, and it's driving down property value, so I'm going to make you paint your house. And all the while, like, I haven't mowed the lawn in, like, six months. So, you know, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's the kind of guy I am. Anyway, in our guest spot this week, we've got a big treat. Uh, grab your lunch pail. We've been joined by <laughs> PFT Commenter. What's up, guys? Good to be back with uh, the old KSK crew here for a second. I'm actually the kind of guy who has accumulated his fair share of um, notes from his neighbors telling me to stop doing stuff. Like, uh, you can't leave your trash can down at the curb every day of the week. Um, you can't pee outside. You know, real <laughs> real unusual stuff like that. But I, I've gotten more than my fair share for sure. So, Sam, me and you um, are yeah. not going to get along too well. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have a dog that barks too loud? Well, yeah, I do have a dog that barks too loud, but um, I use it to intimidate the neighbors. So that's the one thing that I don't get complaints about. But seriously, like I have been told by my neighbors to stop peeing outside before. I've been told by my neighbors to keep my trash cans um, not at the curb. That's a big thing in certain neighborhoods. They, you can't have the trash cans outside. That is like I totally. There are yeah. people that seriously cru- they cruise around my neighborhood looking like they're about to do some drive-bys on trash cans, and they, they're taking notes. But like that's a real thing. I, I where I grew I've up, never that was heard a thing that. too. It was so weird. Like having your having your empty trash cans after the after they like the garbage people picked them up. Like if you had them out for like more than like a day or two, you'd get the stink eye from the people across the street who are like currently renovating their house. Yeah, I'd have them down there for like. Weeks at a time, like mm-hmm. around Christmas, I'd put lights on them just to like, nice. make them seem like they were festive and part of the neighborhood. Uh, but I, I've fought my fair share of battles over trash cans, and I usually win just because, like, uh, if you're a big enough dick to them, they'll usually just stop complaining. That's a good tip in life for everybody out there. If you're just, if you're that hard to deal with and interact with, people will just stop like trying to get you to change. So, life hack. Just be obstinate all the time. I mean, listen, it's worked for all all three of us. Honestly, I feel like are are pretty good uh, uh, examples of of that. You can find success. You too can 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 have a podcast <laughs> if you're just a big enough dick. Yep, that's pretty much it. But no, it's good to be back with you guys talking some football. It's been shoot, it's been a couple years since uh, since KSK up and left. So yeah. always good to be on the phone with Actually, a familiar voice. I think it's going to be a year. I like don't even month. think it's been a year yet. Yeah. I, it happened really late August, I think it was. I thought it was late July. It finally ended. It was somewhere late summer-ish, if I remember right. No, yeah, I think you're right. It might have been late July because it was right before action started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, just, yeah. it feels like it's been longer just because, like, I was used to having, you know, at least two dozen dick jokes in my life every day. <laughs> And now that's down to more like 18. So yeah. like that's a, 
It's a pretty big gap. It's it's really depressing, and I miss it a lot. I for, I forgot to ask you, how did you end up at KSK? Because I think you were there before either of us. Yep. Definitely That's a good question. Me. I ended up at KSK in probably the most roundabout way possible. Um, I had the PFT Commenter Twitter account going for a while, and then uh, I decided that I didn't like uh, the job that I had. The job that I had kind of sucked, so I said I was going to quit that. I didn't really know what I was going to do afterwards, and... Um, not to brag or anything, but I was going on a half mile run around my neighborhood, like to keep in shape. And uh, I got a, I got a DM from Mike saying, "Hey, if you ever want to write for KSK, let me know." And I just I walked home. I was about a quarter mile into my jog, and I was like, "Okay, well, obviously I don't need to exercise anymore because I just got some good news." And uh, I walked home, and then I proceeded to take advantage of Mike's very generous offer and just like wrote two posts a day for the next year and a half until like they told me to slow down. That was my, that was my idea. I was like, I'm going to write as much as I can until they tell me, Hey, you're uh, bleeding us dry. But fortunately KSK didn't pay enough to really, for me to ever be able to yeah. bleed them dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was never I, an issue. Right. So I just kind of stuck around and they never told me to leave. So that's, that's about it. Well, the nice thing there in addition is that not only did you, uh, did you get to, to write for KSK, but you also did technically, finish your half mile uh, exercise because if you're a quarter of a mile into your run and then you walked back home that's still a half mile so you know you went that, on all the levels yep. yeah it's not like i was doing like little quarter mile circles around my house uh <laughs> so i was like wanting i was running in one direction and then i was going to turn around once i got to a half mile um so yeah good news is got got my steps in that day there you go and uh i'm looking pretty fit these days nice that's excellent. Sam, I don't think you've told this story on the podcast yet. How did you end up at KSK? So it's actually it's actually really an, another kind of funny story. So um, my brother, uh, I want to say like two years ago, uh, introduced me to KSK. I actually came to football fairly late in life. Like I didn't, I didn't like sports until I was, uh, you know, old enough that I should have known better. Um, but uh, so my brother, uh, who I actually credit with with a lot of, of this, uh, he introduced me to uh, to this because we were on a road trip. He was reading fun with Peter King and just laughing. I was like, what the hell are you laughing at? Uh, and he showed it to me and I had no idea who Peter King was. I had no idea who like, you know, many of the people he was talking about were. And um, I just like I was I was laughing so hard. I loved it, even though I didn't get any of the in-jokes or really have any of the, the context. So I started reading it, and that kind of, at the same time, started uh, getting me into football more because, you know, I wanted to understand it so I could get the jokes on the site, and it kind of ended up, uh, each kind of ended up feeding each other, and, you know, I, I was a KSK fan. Uh, it wasn't two years, it was much more than two years ago that he, he did that because I wrote for KSK for a long time. Anyway, about... Like six months after that, six months after I discovered the site, I saw a little thing. Uh, there was like a post um, that Mike did that said like, hey, you know, do you want to write for us? Email us. At, you know, we're taking on applications for new writers. So I emailed him. Uh, he, you know, he sent me the application stuff to do. And I pitched him the first episode in uh, what would become known as the continuing adventures of the flow. So, you know, I sent that off, not really expecting anything. And uh, I got an email back uh, about, I want to say, two weeks later. And the email back was, hey, 
if you're getting this email, you know, I'm sorry, it was a really hard decision. Uh, we had a lot of great people writing, um, and we really appreciate your time, but you know, we're not moving forward at this time. We'll, you know, keep your info on file, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, you know, that's to be expected. Uh, about a week or two after that, I was in the car on my way home from watching Northwestern lose in double overtime to Iowa, in Iowa. Uh, it was like my first away game experience ever. Uh, I was in, in the back of a car with like four people in there. And this time, just to paint the picture, I was about like, I was like 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was a big dude. Fat ass. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I got an email from Mike saying hey we had a guy drop you want to come right for us and i was hey, like who dropped do we know that i have no idea who dropped i have no clue i mean I, I i should actually ask mike about that at some point but i have no idea who who like applied said yes and then and then didn't write for them anymore what's it what's the dude from uh usa today that writes the uh clickbait stuff all the time like the uh, super hot takes Oh, geez. Was he, like, did he used to write for KSK? No, I'm just, like, I'm thinking that'd be funny if he was a oh. guy that was, like, yeah, I want to <laughs> write for KSK. But, that, but, that but I couldn't complete like the a... joke because I don't know the goddamn guy's name. Well, anyway, so that's that's what happened. And I ended up, I was, like, shaking and jumping around in the backseat of this car that had, like, three other people in it. And I was being super annoying. And, like, only one other person in this car kind of understood why I was so excited because he was the only other person I, like, told about any of this. So that's how I came to KSK. Uh, Dave, Chris what Chase, you? by the way. What was the guy's name's Chris Chase. Oh, God damn. I actually knew that. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll just say this, and if we keep repeating enough, it'll become true. Chris Chase actually dropped out from running at KSK. And yeah, and Sam so was, I, I, I was going to say I should actually thank him because if he didn't drop out, I would never have gotten the opportunity to meet either of you. So, you know. So there you go. That is. Thank that you for is dropping the out, origin story. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah. Anyway, my story, I'm, I'm actually really similar to you, PFT. I was doing my own thing for maybe a year. I had the draw play. I had just like started maybe six months prior. I did the British NFL logos, if you guys remember those. Mm -hmm. um, that was before KSK? That was before KSK. I did not that, know that. Mike followed me shortly before that happened on Twitter and then I did the British logos they got really popular and then I got a DM from him later that week he's just like hey I know the draw play is your thing but if you ever wanted to do something for KSK uh, we'd be willing to have you out and I'd be like okay sure <laughs> and I came I remember I felt kind of like the outsider guy for a while because I wasn't included in the email threads when I first joined in mm -hmm. so I was just the guy who had weird posts on Fridays until the first off season I was there when they, when they finally started including me for the drafts and I finally actually interacted with all the other writers there. Our email threads are pretty awesome. Uh, they really Dave are. Joined. We would basically like through the week, we would just be workshopping different body parts that Dave could turn NFL logos into. Yeah. Uh, and then oh one day God. we said, you should do them all as dicks. And then Dave was like, haha, yeah, that'd be funny. And then kind of forgot about it for a couple of weeks. And then he was like, wait, were you guys serious about that dicks thing? Because here's a prototype I made of like the Broncos horse with his face as a dick. And it was, I it still was remember hilarious. That. I think, yeah. I think Trevor was the one who originally said that idea. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, I made the Broncos dick and I showed it and everyone laughed and everyone had a good time. And then like a week later after Thanksgiving, 
I, I brought up like one of my next ideas and Mike was like, I thought you were doing the dick <laughs> yeah, logo. Exactly. I was like, oh, <laughs> yep. oh, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the dick logos. And so I did the dick logos and they're still, as far as I'm concerned, my crowning achievement. Those were KSK. great, dude. Those were really, really good. <laughs> I, I've talked to some people who, I know some people around here who read them at work. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty much known around the office as the dick logo guy <laughs> to, to those people like that. When my friends like, hey, did you go to my friend's site? Who's that? Oh, it's the guy who made the dick logos. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy's funny. I'm I'm wondering, like, I, I, to be like a fly on the uh, like cubicle wall of someone who's reading that post and then their boss comes in. is like, <laughs> what are you doing, Johnson? What you looking at? What you got there? That's oh, no, no, like no. work. It's, it's ironic. You don't. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm reading these ironically. These dicks are here as satire. <laughs> I was gonna say that yeah, usually no. flies over pretty well. People only. It's kind of weird when I get the, the inevitable email from my parents after I do one of the weirder ones, like dicks and the butt logos. I both got some emails from my mom. Were like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good tip, though. Seriously, like if anybody ever reads something that you write. And they say, like, it's really, really bad and you should be ashamed of yourself. Just say, well, guess what? It's satire and you didn't get it. Uh, and then <laughs> that puts go. it back on them. And then they feel like idiots. Yep. That's like the yeah, same. It's the same way out pro of, on that one. You could, you, it doesn't even need to be articles, man. If you say something and someone, like, gets offended or looks at you weird, you just literally, like, get, get way up in their face and say, what? You don't understand satire? And then you can Oh, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. IRS agent, uh, but my tax <laughs> returns were filed clearly under satire. You must oh. have missed that. Maybe, maybe you didn't go to school for as long as I did. <laughs> they usually like that. I, I filled I filled my uh, my 1099 out wrong as a joke. It's a it's actually <laughs> a commentary on you know the economic system today. If you didn't get it, you know I. I'm sure you. I, I'm sure you know your manager would understand, or your boss. You, you put me in touch with them, and you know we'll have a talk. And you know, I'm sure we can smooth this whole thing out. As someone who had a little annoyance with the IRS this year, that's very. That's a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea. So I filled out. I filled out my tax form, and when I I did it electronically, and when I, I set it up so to take the money out of my bank account. Yep. Yep. And I accidentally flipped two numbers at the end of my bank account number, and I didn't notice. Oh no. So I sent it in. About a month later, I get a, a letter in the mail that says, "Like, hey, we can't. We can't." Uh, it looked the letter looked fake. Like first off, I wasn't sure if this letter was a scam or not because it looked fake, and I've sure. heard a lot about fake mail. And it said like we can't this this payment wasn't processed because the account wasn't there. So I was just like, oh god, have I been hacked? Or someone does somebody know something? I don't know what's going on. I've never had tax problems before. I was I was in that adult panic situation. Oh, okay. that's the and fucking worst, dude. That's like one I went of the back. Worst I looked at my return. I saw the error. I was just like, okay, this is legit. So they had a little envelope for me to send the payment in. I'm like, okay, this is legit. I'm not going to be sending this to a scammer. I sent the money in. About another month later, I get another letter in the mail saying the payment was never received. And I start, again, panicking like, oh, my God, what if it was a scam? What if I just paid my entire tax return to someone who was really good at faking it? So I spent a week trying to, like, get through the labyrinth maze that is their telephone system oh, no. so i can just talk to a human being i ended up down at least 10 different dead ends because the directions weren't very clear 
Jeez. I ended up all the way at the end. I finally got a hold of somebody and it's just like, hey, I got this letter saying I hadn't paid because of the account. I sent in the money and then I ha- got another letter that says I didn't pay, but I totally paid. And the guy in, in like two seconds goes, all right, let me just check your account. Oh, no, it's paid. Just ignore that letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. A couple things here. One, um, when you flip the last two numbers of the account, didn't that just mean that some sucker like that opened an account close to you was the one who was actually paying the irs <laughs> that would be funny but of course obviously my name wasn't connected to it and like the routing numbers but okay. it would have been nice if it did there i don't think there's any other david rapochios in the world no i take that back there is one he's in australia and he went to jail for t- ticket scalping well yeah that sounds about everybody in australia like has been in jail at one point that's why they made the island right i was gonna say that's that's literally (laughs) (laughs) they built the island so that they could put all the criminals on there so doesn't surprise me you've got uh, no good nick in your family tree there david people Um, do forget that second thing is uh and this just kind of hit me right now while i was listening to you guys talk um every time you get a check from somebody i mean like nobody writes checks anymore but every time you do get one you get that person's bank account on the check that they give you. Like yeah. they give you the number. Um, why aren't more people committing bank fraud? Because it <laughs> seems like it's pretty easy to do. <laughs> they tell you not to give your bank account oh number God. out to anybody, right? But you're giving it out every time you write somebody. Ch- How come nobody like ever thought through this? Like maybe I, we shouldn't put the bank and routing number wow. on the on the check. Where there must be some everybody. safeguards in place. There, there has to seem to like be. a huge blind spot. I was going to say, geez. Yeah. We, because right there, anyone you write a check to, they've got your account number, your routing number, your name, and your home address. Yeah. Like, uh, something's fishy here. I'm not going to write any more checks until I get to the bottom of this because this right now, it took me it took me 31 years, but I finally figured out the scheme. That's so, it's a pretty good no scheme. No more for me. <laughs> With our little fun oh tech stories out of the way. Are we um, talking about football now? Like, is... <laughs> we, we can. Actually, okay. the first topic I wanted to bring up isn't t- terribly football-related, but I wanted to bring it up anyway since we have you on board. So I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, somebody went uh, compiled a bunch of Google information. Oh, yeah. What every state Googled more than every other state, just like an inane question. And some of them were profound like hawaii googled what is the meaning of life more mm-hmm. than any other state illinois i'm i'm really embarrassed illinois was um uh what does opp mean and that just that's, that's pretty embarrassing it's really i was sad. more embarrassed for indiana because they don't know what satire is apparently oh so your little right. yeah it's satire won't work for indiana people <laughs> as somebody who just returned from indiana i will tell you that they definitely will like it's impossible to satirize that state so i would be confused (laughs) if i grew up there too uh i know for a fact i'm not going to eat anything in south dakota because they googled why is my poop green more than anything oh god oh god it's the uh it's the toxins in your water that's why like i'll just make it real simple on you no one in uh kentucky apparently knows how to make a baby so we know how good the sex ed there dude you'd you'd think that you know in Kentucky that they would here's, know. Here's my thing. Right? If you're if you're starting a blog, um, rule number one if you want to get traffic is make a map that has things over the states. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't true. really matter what That's they say. True. It could be like 
the most popular sexual position in every state and you can make that map and it would go viral. And I looked at this map because I saw it last like Tuesday or Wednesday. Somebody sent it to me because, and, and you're probably going to get here, yeah, was um, yeah. Maryland's, right? Maryland yeah. is yep. Joe Flacco elite. Yep. That was their question. And so I saw that and like, that's like, I'm a moth to the flame of that map. So I immediately yep. retweeted it. Um, and then I started looking around the map and I thought to myself, you know, this is like put together by a smaller real estate company that's trying to get hits that are weird little blog. So they're probably just making a hilarious map. And so that made me really sit back and say, okay, well, I need to get into this map game because that's oh, where all man. the clicks are at these days. Yeah. So um, over the next like couple weeks or so, you're going to be seeing some really strong maps coming out from me. Nice. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if the uh, thing is true or not because I feel like the people who are in, who are in Maryland, they would know better than yeah, anybody. Yeah, why would they be Flacco wondering, right? They, you'd feel like they all have their opinion on it. Right, exactly. That would be, I would expect that from Puerto Rico to yeah. be back there. They're like, I've heard about this Joe Flacco essay and uh, people are saying, is he elite? Is he not elite? Like, they're the ones who would really be interested because they don't get NFL games. Yeah. They don't get like, a, they don't get all of our sports centers. So they're not as well informed as everybody else when it comes to whether or not Joe Flacco is in fact elite. So they're they should be the ones who are googling it more than Marylanders. Yeah, I I agree with that. They don't they don't if, have. If the... this is all fake, they did a pretty decent job of sprinkling in what looks like some actual legitimate yeah. Google searches, like Alaska how to smoke salmon. That seems like something Alaskans might Google. Yeah. Can Bernie win? That seems like something Washingtonians <laughs> might Google. Sure. Yeah. Why is Virginia for lovers? I, I can see people <laughs> googling that. When is WrestleMania for Louisiana? That is absolutely something they probably Googled. I could see the uh, How Are Babies Made thing in Kentucky just being like a really smart way to access porn on your computer without like leaving oh, a paper trail of like smart. you actually making a porn search. Maybe smart. I'm giving Kentuckians a little bit too much credit, but um, that would be a good way. All you kids That's out genius, there, yeah. if you're under 18 and you're listening to the podcast, you want to figure out, maybe I want to look at a little dirty website, mom and dad and not find out about it. Just, just innocently. You don't know. I don't know how our babies made. Just Google it, don't, and then you'll lead yourself to the promised land eventually. You could also, dude. I mean, the the the. There's another play because uh, because you know it's 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 everyone has different tastes, right? You could also Google uh, how to give yourself a mammogram. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a know. good hack. Yeah. 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 Right. There's there 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 are tons tons of of ways. Why does it hurt when I pee? <laughs> you don't want to look at those pictures. <laughs> no. no. Well, hey, so, so you know, prostate exam would be another one that, you know, depending <laughs> on your tastes and proclivities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, prostate exam would be that – would, that would lead to some very, very interesting videos for sure. Yep. Um, yep. All, I mean, just in general, like uh, women's anatomy. Like, that's a good one. Just, like, there are so many ways out there that kids can access porn that we didn't have when we were kids. Well, I don't know. You guys yeah. are young. Hey, Dave, well, how old are you? I, I'm 28. I okay. I came up in the era where I still had to deal with long uh, dial-up internet. Yeah, so, same. So it was kind of in that awkward in-between section. Or, like, when your mom picks up the phone to make a call when you're, like, trying to look at some pictures and then you have to deal with a whole... 
like fact that you can hear your mom's voice and then you're, <laughs> you're trying to like close out the internet. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, you guys have no idea how hard we had it back in the uh, in the mid '90s as kids. It was it was truly rough. Not like these not like these late millennials these days. You can't you couldn't get away with it because I was always home when my parents were home, and they would always know when I was on the internet because they couldn't call anyone yeah. or receive calls. Yeah. So they they'd have to come up the stairs. They'd be like, "Dave, get off the get off the internet." And why are you on the internet at this time of day? You finished your homework, right? Of course. No, I needed to look up something. Do uh, do you guys think that that's why millennials are all a bunch of like lazy people who don't work hard and don't have a work ethic? Is because that from an early age, they didn't really have to work for their porn. I think that has a lot to do with it. I and I'm not even joking because <laughs> if you look at like the basic needs of human beings, right? There's there's shelter, there's food, there's sex, and that's pretty much it. I think as sure. long as you have those three things, you're doing okay. Uh, and there's actually like a name for it, the hierarchy of needs. I forget who Yeah, who Maslow, said it Maslow's. Maslow's. I think it was I think it was me. I think I just Oh, came up oh, with, okay, we'll, okay. We'll ignore that guy. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we've had like we've had sex and we've had shelter. Or sorry, we've had uh, shelter and we've had food for the last like pretty much 200 years. We've been okay at those things as humans. And now, just now, we're getting that third piece of the triangle, the uh, the sex in there. And so then we've got kids that just have, like, they really have had nothing to work towards. If we wanted to look at porn when we were a kid, we had to, like, go get an older person to buy it for us or find it on the grass at a baseball field next to our house when we were walking <laughs> to McDonald's buffet <laughs> breakfast in the morning one day. Like, this is actually something that, that happened to me. I, um, yeah, everyone everyone has their woods porn. Yeah, you woods find porn. woods porn. Exactly, exactly. Everybody's got woods porn, uh, but the, the key is you, you had to struggle for it. You had to grind. You had to hustle, and you knew what what it was like to go without for a while. It was basically the Great Depression of erotica. I, and nowadays, like you can just snap your fingers, get a picture, and um, and you lose that that motivation. So yeah, Sam, I think you're really onto something. Millennials. I also think that there's there's an interesting argument to be made here for like uh, the decline of, of art and culture just because, you know, so when you're watching scrambled porn on those high channels late at night, you got to really use your imagination, you know? And yeah. like, even with like dial up internet, like with faded, like pages of playboy or hustler, you can't, you have to connect the dots on your own. Exactly, exactly. And and you know that that kind of that speaks to an artistic and creative mind. So so pretty much I guess what I'm saying is if we really want to make America great again, now now I'm not saying you know make porn harder to get to for me or anyone else listening. I'm saying for for the people who are under 18, you know, make it really really hard for them. Not impossible, but just really difficult. That so so vote vote for for me, Dave, and PFT commenter to all be president, and uh, that's how we'll fix America. I think the the biggest problem the internet has given us is it's kind of ruined the quaint old days of porn because now you can find the worst stuff on the easiest Google search. But back when we were kids and our parents, they. They just had magazines where women were just naked, and that was 
that was the excitement. That was all they needed. Yeah, and then well, but then you go over to like your weird friend's house, and he yeah. had that video of the German guy with the bald head, where he like had his head up really, really oiled. Oh my I think god! You guys know I, where I'm going I, I actually, dude, I I went over to my weird friend's house, and we watched that video together. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. like seriously, that's a real thing. And that this happened. is, and again, this is something like we all have these bonding moments. Like in our generation, it's a defining bonding moment that we all remember whose basement we were in and oh exactly God. what our weird friend's house smelled like when we first watched that German head video. <laughs> um, and we, we can all relate to that. Millennials these days, they don't have that kind of magic anymore, and it's sad. It, it really is. Sam, do you remember clown porn? No. Did, did you see that? No. You didn't see that? I don't. God, I, that I was, was never there for clown porn. I remember my 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 thing was always uh, my favorite pornographic image on the internet then and now is probably meat spin because meat spin <laughs> meat spin is and will always be the most hilarious image involving a man's penis on the internet. It's I can't I. I it's such a simple joke that his his penis is spinning around on an infinite loop that is counted by the website, uh, and then Falco's "You spin me right round" is playing in the background. It's such a simple <laughs> joke, but it's so effective. I can't believe you missed out on clown porn. So if you didn't know what clown porn yeah, was, this I was don't... the vi- this was the video like the week. I started college. We all we all discovered this, and it was your average porn video. It was also kind of a comedy, but at the very end, the clown is going. He's he's got the girl in front of him. He's going at it. The girl looks back and goes, "Daddy?" No. And the clown goes, "No." And then the video ends. It was it was pterodactyl porn for us. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have you See, not seen? I, sometimes oh, I don't man. know if Sam's joking or if he's making. Like a reference to a video game that no. 99% of America has never played. Pterodactyl porn was a series of videos that were like made by like they, they got a grant to do this. And it was like people fucking while wearing pterodactyl costumes. And it was like post it was weird. It was weird. And like it wasn't the kind of thing you would like watch alone with kleenexes it was, it was the kind of thing that was meant to be like hey have you seen this like watch this with me what i what right. it wasn't it, it was ironic erotica yeah yeah it was ironica ironica yeah which is i i actually like there's a lot of that out there of of ironica which I think is is kind of hilarious. Most porn parodies, I think, would probably fall under that. Oh, they, I, I feel dude. like I, I'd be good at writing Ironica, but I don't think that there's a huge market to consume Ironica. No, no, because the people who like the people who are most like their target market wouldn't want to pay for it because they would just be like, "Huh, this idea is funny," and not like, you know, and and that would be the end of it. Right. I feel like there there's a bigger market out there to write Ironica. Like like the in word form, sure, like sure. a book. Then there is to like put together screenplay. Then you got to go out there hire like two PAs, a <laughs> cameraman, <laughs> like a gaffer, an assistant direct. Like it takes a lot of work to put in for a yeah. joke. A, um, a, a DP but, and then someone to DP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but what? maybe that's maybe that's like something that I can look into over the next 
you know, over the summer, it's going to be some tough blogging out there. You that guys should, know how it gets, it gets in the should, summer. That should be a, a map you make of, of like the, the best ironic erotica for each state or something like that. You know, there you go. I'll, I'll put like that favorite in the, in porn the uh, parodies in, uh, in, in each state. I'll put that on my, uh, on my good ideas bin that I have on my computer. Here. <laughs> nice. Contact your, uh, pterodactyl porn for a second. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This just came to me, but I'm really hoping at one point, at some some guy dressed up as a pterodactyl goes, yeah, I put the P in pterodactyl. Oh, <laughs> if I remember right, That's they good. don't even talk. There's a there's a lady that sounds like Bjork doing a monologue over the whole thing, like doing narration, and it's 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 a bunch of like squawking and and new age music. I'm explaining it now, and it actually kind of sounds like a nightmare. And I I please don't look it up because I don't want any of you people to get nightmares because what I'm describing now, it just sounds terrifying. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I guess I, I'm anytime that you ever show the, uh, the discovery channel, like what was yeah. dinosaur sex like? Oh my God. That is something that I'm going to tune into. Have you guys seen that? I, no, no, not yet. I think the name of the show is just dinosaur sex. <laughs> and it's just like it's these half-rate paleontologists that sit around. You know, ninety percent of their job is like legitimate science, where they're trying to figure out where fossils are going to be buried, and then the other ten percent is sitting in front of cameras for National Geographic or Discovery, being like, "Yeah, well, the T-Rex had such such short arms that he probably had sex doggy style and used the short arms as like a little tripod base." And then they oh show God. an animated vision of what T-Rex sex was like. Um, it's Dude. a great show. Highly recommended to anybody out there that hasn't seen it. I'm gonna look that up like right away. Oh, you won't you won't regret it. Trust me. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, in a similar note, maybe we should move on just a little bit. But in something that looks like a penis, have you seen JJ Watt's new logo? I was okay. So to me, the what what the first thing you told me about this, and the first thing I thought when I saw that is, if either of you guys have played like any Command and Conquer video game. Or, or something like JJ's Watt logo looks like a logo of the bad guys in any kind of video game ever. It, yeah, I could see that. It's just like it's red. Oh, it, I can see that. It, yeah. it, oh God, it's so. Awful. To anyone who is listening right now who hasn't seen it yet, do yourself a favor and Google it. It's two J's fa- back to back. So it, it looks like a J and an L slightly. It's it looks like a J and an L. It's slanted upwards, and it also kind of vaguely looks like a W, but it's got really? really extreme um, serifs on it. It it looks very '90s, very dated, very extreme. It's it's not a good logo. It's a logo for a BattleBots team. Yeah. Yes. That, you, that's a really good way to put it. But I, I, I feel like you guys didn't really read the explanation that JJ had for it that he gave to Darren <laughs> Ravel. It was actually, it was a really good explanation. He said, you know, I built my career from the ground up because a lot of people do forget that JJ was a walk-on. Um, he didn't get a scholarship to Wisconsin originally. So, like, he needs to remind people, like, it's a reminder that, like a building, I've built everything that I have from the ground up like a very blue collar way. Um, so like when you take that into account, I think it's actually a tremendous logo because it, it does serve to remind people that forget that. <laughs> to, to be fair, it does all completely make sense to me now. Completely. That's true. I, I, I completely understand. 
<laughs> like seriously, does it actually look like a building to anybody, or does I it look like back to back? Okay, day? if that looks like a building, where it looks more like a rocket ship, yeah, or like a, like a, a fighter vaguely plane. like a rocket ship, yeah. Which for Houston, I guess, makes a little sense, but if you, still, if it doesn't look like that looks like a building, building to you. You live in a pretty fucked up neighborhood. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> or like in 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 space in the year like forty five twenty seven. Like it, it's right. So slanty and like spiky. No, I don't want to live there. I mean, and the other problem is, you know who else had a logo? Oh my Hit- god! <laughs> That's a great point. Hitler. That is a great point. <laughs> I, I, actually, I dropped that one on uh, on Kyle Long earlier today because Kyle Long unveiled a new logo, and oh, Kyle it? Long is like the exact opposite of JJ Watt in every shape and form. Um, but I guess he plays a lot of video games. He's on Twitch a lot, and uh, I guess Twitch gave him his own logo, which is like his face with a beard on it. Um, so I, I said, you know, Kyle, this is great, but you know who, who else had a logo? Mm. And uh, his brother Chris really liked that one. <laughs> so what we're saying is if you have a personal logo you know you're hitler yeah yeah pretty much yep you're, you're hitler i hate player logos like let, let me go on a graphic design rant for a little bit here because it bothers me mm-hmm. all player logos always feel like they got a graphic design intern and told them all right make some weird typography yeah. with the player's initials and that's the extent of it it feels like every player logo should be one of the rejected versions. The only good ones I think I've ever seen, if, if you can even count these. So Air Jordan, that's a good logo. I because mean, it's not his it, name. Well, yeah, because it's not his name. And it's not really even like his logo. It's Nike's logo, right? Yeah. The Jumpman is Nike. It's, it's, it's the same thing, except it's Shaq. And it's a silhouette of him doing a two-handed dunk. It's like this, literally the same exact thing. Those are the only two that I can think of off the top of my head that are any damn good. Like, yeah, RG3 has certainly sucked ass. Yeah, that was, was awful. Terrible. That was awful. Uh, I've, I've never liked player logos. They are. They're just typography of the, the, two, the player's initials, and that's it. Yeah, just Maybe Wolford. their number is involved. But there, there's, nothing, there's no graphics. They, they got, like, no design to it. It's just the letters slightly angled differently that's it it's stupid and it really does feel like they just took an intern and the player probably had nothing to do with it or in jj's case maybe he had too much to do with it he either had too much or not didn't do anything with it at all he they farmed it out and he just looked at it and said okay because he's just a corporate machine or he's just sitting there and he drew it himself like on a paper like can you make (laughs) this pretty (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's up in that remote cabin in Wisconsin, probably doesn't have electricity, probably doesn't have the internet. He just had, like, he had a, um, he had a ruler, a T-square, and, like, a charcoal pencil. And then he sat down by candlelight one night after a long day of working out, and he put that together himself. In which case, that's a pretty good job designing it. It's true. Have you seen his, quote, cabin in the woods? Yeah, dude. I have, yeah. Come on, man. Seriously. No, 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 no. Don't, don't make fun. Don't make fun. Land is expensive. And if he wants to build a, a you know, two and a half billion dollar cabin in the woods that has like four workout rooms and two 16 inch flat screens, you know, there's only room for like three Corvettes in that garage. It's, <laughs> he, he's basically living like yeah, a bear. Mouth. Yeah, really. It's, you know, well, his garage has a kitchen in it, which is pretty cool. Like, 
Are you telling me that if if you weren't a millionaire, that your garage would just like it wouldn't have a Viking range in it, like some poor guy? That would no, that, like that gonna, would be the ideal place to tailgate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. You just you could just keep the car running. Just uh, let the <laughs> you could here, here's what you do. You smoke a brisket with the carbon monoxide, like that's good eating. I think Alton Brown actually did that once, <laughs> like on Mythbusters. <laughs> I hope he did. Like, has anybody ever actually done that? Or did I just invent, like, the most delicious way to kill yourself possible? <laughs> Alton, I do know Alton Brown cooked a full Thanksgiving meal inside a car on the way to a Thanksgiving party. Like, he put yeah. all of the, the ingredients, like, next to parts of the car that get really hot. And, you know, depending on how much heat there was there, like, it was all cooked by the time he got there. So, you know... That, that there's there's precedent for that and the added bonus the added bonus of of your way is you also get to bid farewell to you know this cruel unfeeling world <laughs> exactly and by the <laughs> way that's that's the most alton brown move that i've ever heard in my life is like, <laughs> he, he makes a special of like how to get yourself out of this jam that you'll never be in, but also it was like a big cry for help for him. He was like, yeah. Hey, if, oh my God. if anybody ever invited me to a big Thanksgiving dinner, like, oh. this is how I would do it. Just saying, just saying, please invite me. Please invite me. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I'm so alone. So back to Hitler. I mean, <laughs> back to Hitler. JJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> so you just finished doing uh, your grit week tour, right? PFT. Mm. We did. Yeah. I got back uh, yesterday. How'd that go? I mean, how's Barstool treating you, by the way? Barstool, uh, congratulations on the move. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Barstool has been great. Um, me and Big Cat have been doing the podcast here for the last uh, like three months, I guess, two nice. and a half months. Um, and he's an awesome guy to work with. Hank's been producing, and he's been great, too. And uh, we decided that, well, uh, Mark Titus from uh, formerly of Grantland, um, but I guess now he writes for ESPN.com. Um, he is an Indiana native and he suggested that me and big cat go to the Indy 500, um, to like witness the craziness that is like Indianans in their own native, like on their own native holiday that they have every year. Uh, (laughs) and we decided the only way to do that would be to do a cross country trip to get there going through the nation's grittiest cities. And so we spent like five, I think it was five days. I don't know. Seriously. All the days totally blurred together for me. Um, five days in this RV traveling across the country, um, just buying our clothes from Goodwill every morning and uh, interviewing football players and football coaches about like what it means to be truly gritty. Nice. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was great. And um, I just I probably took five years off my life, but it was totally <clears throat> worth it. Was there was there? Did you see Andrew Luck at the uh, 500? We did not. No. So what we're trying to do is, you know, Andrew Luck's got that book club going. Um, what we're really making it our mission to do is to get everybody in his inner circle into the Blake Bortles Wikipedia reading club that, that me, Big Cat and Blake actually started. Um, so Blake is like totally on board for this and he's going to, for those of us out there that don't have enough time to read a Wikipedia page, like a lot of people are busy. Um, Blake's actually going to, um, do a Wikipedia page on tape for us so that you can just like plug it in as an MP3 and you don't need to actually spend any time reading. Um, so we're everybody that we interviewed that was tangentially related to Andrew Luck. Um, we got them to join our reading club instead of Andrew's. 
And so eventually <laughs> that's going to get back to Andrew. Well, it, I know that Andrew does know about it because when we're interviewing David DeCastro, who used to be um, one of his offensive linemen at Stanford, now he's, um, yeah. I think he's on the Steelers uh, for the yeah. last like three years now. Um, when we interviewed him, so we do th- this thing where we say, okay, who's the most famous person on your phone? Can you call that person? And then we try to get mm-hmm. that person to like participate in an interview with us. Um, as we asked David that question, his phone rang and swear to God, it was Andrew Luck calling him like <laughs> while he was on our RV. So he picks up the phone and we start like yelling at Andrew, like, Hey, join our book club, join our book club. So Andrew <laughs> Luck, at the very least is aware of the Blake Bortles Wikipedia club. Um, but we have not, we have yet to meet him. We did not run into him in Indy. Bummed out you guys weren't able to get him. Me, me too. They keep him pretty well sequestered from like the roving. They don't want him interacting with the type of person that spends three days tailgating the Indy 500. It's funny that you say that because one of my best friends recently saw him at like an opening of, of a, like a dine-in casual restaurant in indianapolis yeah, so like, like, like a marie calendars yeah 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 yeah. like like that <laughs> like an outback steakhouse maybe a little bit nicer level uh you know place like that so that's a very andrew luck place to eat i was gonna it say is, it's yeah. very like he and the rest of the the colts were apparently there well it's also a very indianapolis place to eat they don't have a whole lot of like really nice restaurants there for i mean i was only there for a few days but um you, you get the sense that you know, an Outback Steakhouse, that's that's really something special for them in, in Indy. And that's not to talk trash about Outback because we went there for one dinner. So, like, I'm not above I, eating at Outback. I still love their Bloomin' Onions. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, yeah. They're they're bad for you, but they're still really good. Yeah, the Bloomin' Onion was great. Had the uh, I get wings at every meal, so I had to have their wings, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then nice little ribeye. Good dinner. Solid dinner. You know what I love the most about Outback, by the way, is the fact that in their commercials... Uh, they have a, they have an American doing an Australian person's accent instead of just like hiring Getting an, Australian an Australian to do person. it. Yeah, and you can tell like there there are several words that they say where it's like, well, that's that's just some guy from Minnesota um, <laughs> trying trying to affect like a a Perth accent, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. So just keep your ears out for that next time you hear one. Do you do you think uh, Outback Steakhouse is a is a gritty you know dining casual restaurant? Um. So what we learned from Jim Trestle was that in order to be truly gritty, you have to experience some adversity. And I don't think Outback's had enough adversity yet. So if the you were to say no. like, no, it's not. If you were to say, is Chipotle a gritty restaurant? Yes, mm-hmm. Chipotle is a gritty restaurant. What about Applebee's? Oh. Nobody really likes Applebee's, but it sticks around. Yeah, yeah, I would say Applebee's is a gritty restaurant because you get a lot of people out there talking trash about Applebee's. Them and and TGI Fridays, you get a lot yeah. of like Guy Fieri jokes about those places. Um, so Whereas yeah, they, I think they Chili's come out the other is, is the other side of that where, you know, people go and they're like, yeah, okay, Chili's, whatever. So like it's, it's right. I, I would put them at the opposite end of that spectrum. Right. I don't think Outback is gritty yet, but I mean, just give them a couple of years, they'll have a diphtheria scare soon. So afterwards, <laughs> then they'll be, then they'll be gritty. Okay. I'm trying to think of other chain restaurants. Well, so... So we, if we're talking, if we're talking like, you know, dine-in, fast casual, we've got like, there's like Red Lobster, which obviously isn't because lobster, who, no, right? And Beyonce, Beyonce named, Je- was it named, did she name Check It or did she name Drop It? I can't remember I think which, it, I which. think you- I think it was part of a lyric. 
I don't know yeah. what that means. So I think you... like they took I took someone to Red Lobster. <laughs> Yeah. because they were good to me or something yeah, like it, that. Yeah, if you get Red Lobster as a reward for having good sex with Beyonce, I'm going to say no, that's not for <laughs> me at all. <laughs> I will say, I think the grittiest restaurant I can think of, like, in any, like, fast food, is probably Arby's. Arby's, yeah. man, they're just, they just Arby's try so hard. So hard. Can I tell you, and they still you, suck so bad. little story about the, uh, about the Grit Week trip. Yeah, um, we stopped in Arby's in Columbus, Ohio, and it was without a doubt the worst place, the worst fast food I've ever had in my life. Just the whole experience, <laughs> like the food ended up being like it gave one of us food poisoning, but the rest of us were fine, so it wasn't that bad. But like sure. the whole the whole dining experience, we walk in and um, first of all, we're in line. It's just us and then one guy in front of us who is in line complaining about the fact that he came to that Arby's three days ago, got a sandwich, and the bread was soggy, okay? And he was like, this was Monday, now I came in three days ago, I got this bad sandwich, and then I called up, spoke to the manager, his name's Mike, Mike said, you come on in on Thursday, we'll get you squared away with a free sandwich. So I'm over here on my lunch break, and the lady's like, I didn't hear anything about your soggy sandwich. So he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I got these people behind me, and they're waiting right now to make their order, and y'all don't have a coupon for me. And so what they eventually had to do was like get Mike on the phone to confirm that, yeah, he did tell this guy because everybody else that was working there, they didn't have, it was above their pay grade to be like, yeah, I'll give this guy a three ninety nine roast beef sandwich. sandwich. Um, So so we had to wait in line for about 15 minutes. Finally got that guy squared away with his, whatever it was. And then um, we get up to the cashier and we can't understand what the cashier is saying because her voice is so hoarse because she's sick. And she's like, sorry, I was down at the lake this weekend. It was a, it was a rough one. We was drinking all day. And like she's opening up about how drunk she got at her lake party <laughs> that weekend. That's that's weird thing, number one. Then a guy comes to the drive-thru, orders a coffee with 10 sugars and 10 creams in it. <laughs> and the lady, our cashier goes, oh, he's going to get fucked up. That was, oh like, directly said that to her face. Oh, my God. And then she turns around to get her tater tots ready, and she coughs all over the tater tots, hands <laughs> us all her food. And, uh, and th- yeah, this is a lady who was, like, sounding sick, so she's coughing all yeah, over her food. Yeah, Hands us two bags. We look at each other, and I said, I said to Big Cat, I go, there's no chance in hell that this order is correct, but I don't want to spend, like, a single second more in this Arby's. You ever had that feeling, like, you get a bag from a fast food place, and you just know... That yeah. there's no way they got your order right. Yeah. Yeah. So we take it out to the RV and we're on the road and sure enough, it's missing two sandwiches. It's missing two of her four sandwiches. <laughs> oh my God. And then like, it, then some curly fries or whatever. But yeah. So, so, so Arby's. Wait, then, yes. Then if 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 one of you got one of the four of you got food poisoning, but you only got two sandwiches, that's like no, that's like a fifty percent tainted meat rate. That's not acceptable. Right. No, no, it's it's not acceptable. And this place, I'm, I'm I'm comparing it because the very next day we had Skyline Chili for breakfast. Oh, um, buddy! And the Skyline Chili was way, way, way better than the Arby's that we had. So wow. that that'll tell you, like <laughs> Skyline Chili. Wow. Is, I my my friend it lives in Cincinnati, and I drove down to spend the night with him on my cross country drive when I was moving out here and he took me to Skyline Chili for dinner and I remember being feeling this is this is what you were excited about this this is what you were so happy to show me it's just spaghetti with gross brown sauce on it 
it's got to be a joke, right? It's yeah. It has to be like we're on that show Boiling Points on MTV, where they take every outsider and they just they fuck with them with terrible food until the person throws up. It's got to be some sort of reality show. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a it's a real it's a reality show that Cincinnati's been running since like what the 1800s or something yeah. i don't fucking know at this point it's probably stockholm syndrome they're just so used to it being there that they can't accept that it's actually bad. so that that's yeah. the, well maybe maybe it started as a joke right but then like in order to keep the joke going they had to like they obviously had to eat it themselves and get used to the terrible taste so that like it wouldn't seem weird when they got like tourists coming in they'd see like oh you know locals eat it too it must be good so so then like from there people like there there must be like a gene like that got selected for in Cincinnati based on this bad joke that that was yep. started you know and the, and now you know people actually like it I think there are just cults around those little fast food places because when I was up in upstate New York going to school my one friend swore by this place called Mighty Taco and <laughs> She got all excited when I finally joined her to go get some tacos at Mighty Taco. And the way she had been talking about it, I was expecting like Chipotle or slightly better. Sure. We walk in there. It's a Taco Bell. Oh, God. And and everyone up there who likes Mighty Taco is going to hate me for saying that because they swear by it. And the whole their whole point is it's not Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. It's Taco Bell under a different brand mm-hmm. name. That's all it was. It tasted the same. It looked the same. It it sounded the same. You could also hear the guy in the bathroom kind of kind of throwing up or possibly masturbating there too. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, everything's the same. There needs to be like a regional fast food power ranking. Because yeah. there are a lot or I'll put this put it this way. Overrated regional food power yeah, ranking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Here in, that'd be a good map. Why don't we make a map that's, out of that? That's exactly where I was. Yeah, well, yeah. you said it, man. I, I, I nominate. I was just going to say, down here in Texas, the one that, that jumps to mind is probably Taco Cabana, which is basically, it sounds a lot like what you're talking about, Dave, except the one good thing is they do serve margaritas and beer that's at this nice. fast food restaurant. That's nice. So that's pretty cool. But besides that, Taco Cabana is just trash. Up here, we we got several. It's okay. Up here, we got, we got a couple places. Obviously, Portland and the Pacific Northwest is all proud of local so it's some of the stuff is okay we have a place called burgerville which some people rave about but it's just mcdonald's <laughs> oh yeah. no it's it's just mcdonald's it's just wendy's if you put all three of them in front of you and you were blindfolded you wouldn't taste the difference do you guys have like artisanal hipster meth up there too <laughs> probably <laughs> are there any bikers that have like they're big handlebar mustaches, but they're like they're hipster mustaches. Like they're waxed. And they're the ones that are that are making the new crank. Uh, probably they're the ones that bike up the wrong roads and ruin it for everybody because they got the bikes that they're not the fixies. Have you seen these bikes with the really small wheels and it's like just one bar, one big thick bar between them, and it like folds yep. in half for easy storage. Yep. It's almost like a scooter, but it's a bike. I can tell. I, I hate those. I things. can tell you from personal experience. I had one of those in college. They friggin' suck. It's so much because the wheels are so small. It takes so much more work to make them move. Get a real bike or a longboard yeah. and just go full like, go like embrace it. You know, don't 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 half-ass your terribleness. That's another good bu- that's another good bumper sticker out there for all the kids. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> half-ass your terribleness. Don't yeah. half-ass your terribleness. There's this cult 
in Portland called zoo bombing. I don't know if they still do it. It was a thing when I moved out here. It's probably still every Sunday night. There's there was this big pole downtown which had all these children's bikes connected like baby's first bike kind of bike like the ones you'd have uh training wheels on and it's just all connected to this pole big locks and every sunday night somebody would go out there with a key unlock them all fill up the tires they'd take the light rail up to the zoo and then they would just scream down the neighborhood hills it just reminds me of like the longboarding people because i think longboarders are doing it now but I'm pretty sure these people would get hit all the time because you're a driver and it's middle of the night. You turn a corner because the hills, it's it's curvy. You got to switch back up. So you're a driver and you turn a corner at the wrong time and all of a sudden there's 20 bike people on these tiny little bikes, not all drunk, rushing down at you. Here's the thing. Natural selection is getting like too nuanced. Like now you have you have guys that die because they go down hills on longboards too quickly in the middle of night in like rural Oregon, and that's those are the guys whose genes are getting removed from the pool. Like five hundred years, or let's call it like a thousand, fifteen hundred years ago, you had people that were dying when they were like three years old because they had terrible immune systems, right? They couldn't yeah, survive yep. the the elements. Like it's adaptation has taken us to a point where we're making the most minute we're. It's it's like death is actively seeking the tiniest cracks in in the human defense systems right now. Whereas yeah. before it was like we had gaps and gaps in our wall, and now it's like okay, this guy um, this guy was drunk and he lit uh, the, uh, an M eighty to his to his roller skates and um, <laughs> tried to like go down Skid Row while doing a hula hoop while his friend was driving at him in a car that he was going to jump over. Um, so like I'd like to see. I'd like to see death become. I'd like to see death evolve a little bit and just get a little bit more aggressive out there. Pin your ears back and and really get after us. I bet death is pretty pumped about the rise of parkour. Oh my god! Yeah, Dude, the second the second wave of parkour. It wasn't done in <laughs> yeah. two thousand seven, folks. It's back. Have you seen like the trend of people hanging off of t- hanging off buildings on like YouTube? Yeah, fuck that. I can't watch it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it actually makes my testicles hurt. That's yeah. not, I'm not saying that to be funny or like it's, as a joke. Like, my balls literally hurt when I see those Russian kids on those bridges. I, I can't do that. I watched that one video of the guy climbing the radar tower yeah. with all the safety yeah. equipment. Yeah. He, he, he has like three chains with every step, and I still couldn't handle it. Yeah. My hands are sweating right now. I'm not even joking. No, I hate it's... heights. This show has taken a dramatic. Can we get back to talking about like? Look, can we bring this conversation back to Hitler and porn so that we can really ground me a little bit? No, but seriously, like those videos, I hate them. I hate them, but I watch them. Can't look away because you wonder if they're gonna fall. Yeah, and you know they won't. But but you still. Wonder. But you're kind of thinking they will. Yeah. But Oof. I mean, we've hit an hour here. An hour of Hitler we? porn, man. Yeah, we, we've we've already hit an hour. We, we got a good twenty minutes out of porn talk there. Nice. Okay, so we've covered we've covered JJ Watt and uh, what other NFL things? Anything? And Joe Flacco, kind of. So Joe, Joe Flacco, good kind of. good NFL podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Malcolm Butler wants the, more money. That's a thing, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good for him. So, so uh, Rob Ryan said he did a good job with the Saints. That was my only other real topic that I had. I was gonna say just some quick hitters there at the end. You met Rob Ryan. What's he like in person? He's exactly how you think he'd be. Good. Like, oh my no god. No joke whatsoever. Good. He stepped onto the bus and we had like beer cans laying all over the place, and it was just a disaster. 
And he was like, all right, I'm liking this place a lot, Phyllis. And he, he sat down like he was so calm and in his he was looking around the whole time thinking he was he was about 30 seconds away from just saying, like, I'm going to go on the road with this bus for the next like six months and just not be a football coach. He is a very cool, very laid back guy. But I can see why maybe some teams would be like a little bit skeptical of, of having him as a head coach. <laughs> just because like if you think that Rex is unpolished, Rob is basically like still living out like in the middle of, of the woods somewhere, like making fire with two sticks. Um, he's he's not he, – he says what's at the top of his mind, has no filter whatsoever. I would like to see him become a head coach. I think he'd be an awesome, awesome person to have like as the face of a franchise. But a lot of owners don't feel the same way as I do. He, I, w- I want him to be – not just to be head coach, man. I want him to be like the owner. I want the NFL to give him a team because it would be as awesome as like an airbrushed dragon on the side of a conversion van. Dude, that would be like yeah. <laughs> the logo of the team. It would be like the, the Tupelo conversion van dragons. And it would be my new favorite team forever. I kind of just want him on TV. Oh my god! Yeah, don't even give him a coaching job. Just give him not, like not even one of the job the jobs of the people who have to like break down plays mm-hmm. on ESPN. Just one of the talking head kind of people. See, I wasn't and just let him go. I wasn't even no filter, thinking just that. Let him go. I was thinking, I was thinking, just give him a GoPro and and like a ninety minute spot on HBO, and it would just be like Rob Ryan's life, the reality show, and you could just turn on the camera whenever he wants. Hard jocks. Our jocks. Give him a Mac team. Give him a, like oh a my college God, team, please. Division yeah. One, or, or FCS team. Like give just him, give him Northwestern. Name the team, the Rob Ryan's. Yes, yes, please. Um, but uh, hey, guys, I I hate to cut it off. I gotta get running. No problem at all. Before you go, uh, do you want to mention like where how we can follow you? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Follow me on Twitter um, at PFT Commenter. I'm. Uh, we do part of my take a podcast three times a week. Uh, New shows come out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So subscribe to that if you like funny football podcasts, which you do since you're <laughs> listening to this right now. There you go. Um, little cross-pollination there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's about it. And uh, thank you guys for having me on. It was a lot of fun to uh, well, catch up with you. Thank you for joining us, man. Yeah, hope, hopefully we can do this again. Here's, here's a little trick I've learned in the biz. Every guest that you have on before they leave say, and he's going to be a recurring guest. So you just kind of <laughs> put that thought in their mind. I don't know if you guys want to do that or not. Um, but it's yeah, it's worked for that, us. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping to just keep the old KSK writers on a rotating basis. Sick. There you go. Now I'm a rec- now I'm a recurring no, he's guest. A, he's so. a folks. He's a recurring <laughs> guest. He's a recurring guest. We'll have him back on. All right, guys. Well, um, good to talk to you. And uh, take care. Have a good one, man. Sam, since we're uh, winding down, <laughs> yeah, sure. Want to give your usual? Yeah, follow, follow me at at Sam G R E S Z E S E S E S on Twitter. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs if you want to see pictures of cocktails I make and food I eat and places I go, but why would you? Um, other than that, uh, I write for GameSkinny.com now, and that's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, so you can you can find me there as well. All right, and as usual, I'm Draw Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at 
Draw Play Dave uh, on Facebook at the Draw Play Comic on Patreon and of course on the Drawplay.com. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Had a great time talking about porn. It was I hope great. you really enjoyed great, listening dude. to porn chat instead of NFL talk, but it's not like we have a lot of NFL news. Nope. But again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.